Blog Talk Radio. Takes me back to days of the early 2000s. You feel me? When I was once young. But let me make some connections here, man. We got to make sure everything's live and go. I believe we on. Let me just make sure of things here. But that ought to get the juices flowing because we got a loaded one. And you know how we do it around here. Now, we started it off different. That ain't the theme y'all used to hearing, but it's the same, man. It's your boy, Heavy Handed Jay, and this is a relatively fat and black podcast edition. Uh, This is not the heavy handed edition, so we're not going to do heavy handed type of stuff. But again, oh man, these are not things we want to do, but I have to make sure everything is good. Have to make sure of that. Waiting for my mans to call in, but we off to a slow start. But let me tell you, man, we got a deep dive, a deep, deep dive on Hove. You know, he has a lot of names. Jigga, Hove, Jay-Z, you know, adored. Um, probably on most people's top five, definitely in your top ten. And that's who we're deep diving on tonight. We're going to take a look at Jay-Z's career more so. And what inspired me to do this is Jay-Z's recent partnering, quote-unquote, with the NFL. You see, Jay-Z has come out and kind of denounced kneeling as a protest in the NFL. We all know about this news. We all know about this news. This is old news. I'm reporting old news at this point. We all know about this news. But Jay-Z come out and kind of denounce and denounce denounce kneeling as a form of protest in regard to the NFL and his partnership with the NFL. But like I said, this is not a heavy-handed edition. And uh, y'all know what that means. That means your boy Jeannie Jean's on board. And let's do that. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. I'm going to tell you. Jeannie G. What it do? What's good with you, G? Oh, man. um, Shit, bro. I was like falling asleep in that 30 minutes. (laughs) Shit. I don't know what it is. I'm just cut that sleep real quick. But anyway, man, I'm good. It's uh, Tuesday night. We had a, 
had a long weekend, which means they have a short work week, so that's awesome. We're rolling into yeah. Wednesday already, and uh, it's Wednesday out here. And if it's Wednesday, it's basically Thursday night in my book. So, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, and every time Wednesday is mentioned, I'm always at my corniest because I never miss the opportunity to say hump day corny as shit, but I don't care. All right. You got to do what makes you feel good sometimes, brother. Sometimes you just got to do what makes you feel happy. One of my favorite commercials, you know, I talked about that on one of the shows. I tend to favor commercials with animals in it. You know, my favorite commercials was that hump day. You know, the Budweiser frogs, the Coca-Cola polar bears, you know, them was some of my favorite commercials. I'll harken back. But we're here today to discuss, my nigga, what we're here today to discuss. What's It initially was an investigation just on Jay-Z's involvement with the NFL, right? Him kind of coming out and kind of denouncing, kneeling as a form of protest, Saying we're past that, you know what? What's the next action? So you know, I mm. kind of started started there with this whole thing, and I and everybody's giving Jay his flack, like, oh, you know, Jay, this don't quite seem right, man. Something about you coming out and protest. I mean, well, denouncing kneeling as a form of protest and partnering with the NFL and some kind of well, I forget what the the he's some campaign he's supposed to be heading, but basically. All the bullshit to the side, Jay-Z has been appointed as the kind of the spokesperson for black people when it comes to the NFL. Would you agree? Uh, Yeah, that's the the narrative. That's what the narrative they're painting. Yeah, and I I just like, who gave Jay-Z that authority in the black community? But Let's just get some details, man. Let's get a little details. Here we go. Let's give it a listen. It's the NFL's newest team, business and music mogul Jay-Z, partnering with Commissioner Roger Goodell in the league. The unlikely alliance seems like a Hail Mary after the rapper publicly bashed the NFL over its handling of the Colin Kaepernick controversy. I guess my speaking out brought about a conversation, which brought about a conversation which led to a partnership. At a press conference today recorded only by the NFL, Jay-Z was asked about partnering with the league while Kaepernick is still out of a job. The musician defending the move, saying the two have spoken. Tonight, the former quarterback tweeting, I continue to work and stand with the people in our fight for liberation, despite those who are trying to erase the movement. Jay-Z's company, Rock Nation, now advising the league on entertainment, including the Super Bowl halftime show, and consulting for the league's activism campaign, Inspire Change. After supporting Kaepernick for taking a knee to protest racial injustice and police brutality, the entrepreneur is now being criticized for trying to capitalize on partnering with the NFL. Eric Reed, who kneeled beside Kaepernick, called the move disingenuous. I think we have the greatest platform in the world, and we're using it in a very positive way. Tonight, a foe turned friend of the league, trying to clean up the NFL's bad rap with community activism. Miguel Almaguer. So there you have it, bro. Jay-Z's heading some campaign in a partnership with the NFL. 
that says he's the head of a Inspire Change campaign. So the NFL, these 32 billionaires, that's what the NFL basically is a conglomerate of owners. These owners are literally the Kraft brothers. Like one of the owners is for New England, the Patriots, that's Robert Kraft. That's the Kraft singles motherfucker. Um, you know, these, we, we talk about... Yeah, we talk about real shit here. So basically, to these dudes, this is their toy. Owning a team is their toy. You know, they they made their billion dollars elsewhere. This coming over here in retirement and playing and having fun. Okay? So these 32 guys got together and said, you know what, guys? Shit, we really want to change how we look at things. We just, our perspective is not right. We need a, a black person who can broaden our horizons to just the climate out there in the culture. Jay-Z's the guy for this. Seems a little odd to me. Doesn't it seem odd to you that that would be what those 32 gentlemen thought to themselves? It does. It, it, it seems like uh... You know, not a, not a very likely conversation with those 32 gentlemen who have nothing to gain seemingly uh, by uh, bringing Jay-Z into the fold to empower black people. Yeah, yeah. So Jay-Z is appointed as the, you know, uh, you know, me personally, I consider it a kind of a slap in the face that, you know, hey, you know, they love this guy. You just throw him out there. And they'll just listen to whatever. But Jay had to know there could have been a uh, there could likely be a PR knock against him going into this. So why would he risk it? Like he could just stay out of it and just be Jay Z still. So why the risk? You know, do you have to do it? You know, is it you know? That's a question. That's a very good question. But you know, is this is this something you're? Is this a part of your deal that you gotta do this? Well, let's get the exact quote for why we're all here, why we're listening tonight. Let's get Jay's the exact interaction about um, us being past kneeling as a form of protest in regards to the NFL. Here's Jay. Um. Okay, I think we passed kneeling. I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is, <laughs> and we're we're done with that. We 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 everyone knows what the we. You know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay. Do you know the issue? Yeah. yeah. Do you know the issue? <laughs> yes. We all know the issue now. Okay. Next. What are we moving on next? And I'm not again. So to be clear, for the room. I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. Okay. So that's the exact comment, you know. And I think Jay tried to clean it up as best as he know how. 
But me personally, man, I, I can't get around. I don't like that shit. For sure, bro. I don't like that shit. You know, so look, and here's here's the dismissal all the time. And here here's my bone. Here's my bone I got to pick in this whole when it comes to this exact instance in this argument. <clears throat> so it's the dismissal of protest. And when people dismiss protest, that you know, you'll hear a black person often say, Man, fuck going out there, you know, holding up signs and shit. What we gonna do next? Right? You you hear that often said. But they never they never got the next. They never got it. You know, and what is the next? Well, go out here and fight in the streets? You know, now so I asked a a dude that uh I hope he calls in that is supposed to be educated on some Malcolm X and you know, of course Malcolm X said, forget the protest and we need to have the next. And Malcolm had the next. Some say, but every time I've ever heard it in my life, it's just this dude saying, you know, screw that, and 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 let's hold on to what that is, that being protest, and hold that, put that to the side for a second, protest, and screw that. We need to step up the action, like Jay Z said. We need to look at the actionable items, is what what he exactly said. You know, just using stupid business words. Actionable items. Get the fuck out of here, Jay Z. You know what I mean. But um, so over that. So that being the protest. Look, man. Since 1960 to right now, we're talking about 60 years. You go back to 1960. We literally couldn't drink out the same water fountain. That's a ton of ground covered. With just protest You know And there's a lot of power in the tongue And then then the Bible says so Right Life and death Life and death on the tongue So I'm just saying To the I hate when people be like You know man fuck you know and look I'm if there are quote unquote Actionable items I'm down to talk about them I'm down to him. But see, there's never are none. Now, if y'all want to create the Black Panthers again and uh, get this and that going, you see a black man told me today, man, they want us to believe we we poor and we ain't got no money. And he said, you look around, it'd be black folks doing stuff. He said, but they always give you these statistics and you will go by these metrics. All these metrics are done per capita. So if you get... uh, if you get uh, 200 black folks, which equal uh, a 5% fraction of black folks, and then you get uh, whatever a 5% fraction of white folks will be, and you test them both for AIDS, that 5% of the black folks percentage is going to come back higher than that 5% of white folks, just based because the white folks is a far bigger number. And that's yeah. what they're giving you all these statistics on. And having you thinking you, you fucked off in every metric there is of intelligence and poverty and anything else in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Gene, Gene, I'm ranting, bro. Jump in here. I'm ranting a bit, but I still got more to go. 
Uh, I like where you're going with all of it, man. Well, let me let me enjoy the let me enjoy the trip. Let me enjoy the trip. You know, I, I got a lot to say on this, but I I, I don't want to I don't want to sideline us too hard or a rabbit hole us too hard. So so I, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a ride the ride. I like that. So it's very well, very well because we going we covered what the latest Jay Z news is. So as I was investigating the latest Jay-Z news, it got me to thinking like, damn, you know, Jay-Z been around this game for a while. And you know what? Jay-Z had a prior life as a rapper kind of in the crew, you know, and then it was like, that led me to think about, you know, Rockefeller and what that is, what Rockefeller was. And then I thought back on Damn, that was some big ass shit. Like them niggas had to gear everybody on earth on it. Like I couldn't afford most of that shit. That shit was in Macy's. It was it wasn't like lowbrow, you know, we, we don't even have them kind of brands no more. And that'll go into tonight's conversation. Things we don't have that we had when we seen the demise of Rockefeller. And what the demise of Rockefeller symbolized and what it turned into today. Because one thing we could talk about, dog, there ain't a rapper close to having a clothes brand right now. Not even close. There ain't a rapper close to having his own shoe right now. Not even close. And you know when those things kind of, that went all went away? When Rockefeller the last, in my estimation, the last major independent company. They wasn't nothing Master P. They wasn't nothing but Suge Knight. But they had that shit to the 10th degree. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When we think that. And, and, and then when you really look at that, you're like, damn, what happened? How yeah. come, how come Rockaware ain't nothing no more? What, what, what? Why did it stop? It didn't seem the momentum was stopping. It seemed like they were branching off. They had created state property, and state property yeah. had created. And then you had movies. They had Dipset got huge. And then you had Dipset come along a part of the, and you had all these branches of the one thing, and the clothes were dope, and everybody loved them. You had yeah. you had free you had free models in Jay Z, Meek, uh, Memphis yeah. Bleak, Dean Siegel, Dame Dash. Yeah. What what happened, bro? Now now Gene, yeah. in your estimation, what what happened? What happened to all that? Well, dog, it's as simple as as, as this, man. Uh, and, and this is this is my opinion. I don't know this to be true. I don't have like a secret source or anything. So this is strictly my my personal opinion. Um, it seems like you know those dudes were getting some some serious black man money, some serious exploitation money. You know, like whoever was paying them for all of those ventures, they were paying them some really good money to exploit their culture. You know, to 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 distribute their 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 talent to the masses, 
you know, and um, and, and it look it seems like to me in that uh, uh, area in that sphere, um, you know, Jay Z was there, and um, they, you know, let him know that hey, you know, instead of you and Dame Dash and Beanie Siegel and whoever the heck and this guy and that guy and this other guy kind of make this this check and split it six uh-huh. ways, uh, you know, why don't you just get the whole check? Because after all, you're Jay-Z. Uh, you know, so Dame Dash, he can, you know, y'all can take a private jet and hang out and go to wherever, Hawaii, and shoot a cool rap video. But, but you know, let me take you on this fucking sky boat to an island that don't nobody knows on the whole fucking planet and show you some shit. You know, and I think that Jay-Z, you know, he wanted to be corporate, man. He wanted to be, you know, big daddy in the game, you know. Uh, the path to being a billionaire was, was laid forth. Um, and, and that's what, I just think that's what it was about. It wasn't about, um, you know, like we boys getting it, you know, that, I think. And just kind of listen to his music, you know. Jay-Z really wanted to be more than the guy getting paid, you know, chump chains or crumbs for being exploited. Uh, He wanted to be, you know, getting the money that those who are exploiting, you know, uh, get. And and I think that's why he made the move, and that's why it went so corporate, and that's why you've seen him on TV with Warren Buffett talking like he's just some fucking financial strategist. And, And, you know, you start to see them, he was in a different circle. He was in circles with fucking Warren Buffett. That's the circle he was in now. He wasn't in the the, the circle with, you know, talk, chopping it up with Dre or somebody who gets paid a check. You know, um, Apple made Dre a billionaire. He didn't make them a billionaire. It's some different. Now, we all want to get that check, you know. But, uh, you know, it's different when you're that person writing that check. It's much different. You know, that, that's... that's uh, 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 well, my guy, I forget his name. My, my guy with the on the Clippers was like, I buy these niggas houses and cars and shoes. You know, that's how he feel about them. Um, uh, I forget his name, but uh, that's just how he feel. That's how the money worked from him. And we looking at these ball players like these niggas at the top of the echelon, and they get a direct deposit like I get one. You know, on a certain date, I think it's twice yeah. a month, ain't it? Um, yeah, that's my pay frequency. All that said, Gene, and you a hundred percent right. But is Jay still an employee if the NFL can hire him? You see, that yeah. that's a crossroad. Dame never wanted to be an employee. Dame Dash never wanted to be an employee. Now, yeah. we we'll get to this later. But even when the split came, Jay-Z was just president of Def Jam. Right. But he also took his masters and all that. But he still kind of, you know, had a job title. Yeah, yeah. And now Jay-Z is, you know, worth a billion dollars. You know, straight up with no cases. No cases, no child porn, no no nothing. He just so, worth so a my, billion. My ax, though, my ax, though. Is why do you take a risk of going out? Look, 
Jay Z is calculated and smart. He's worth a billion dollars, right? Right. So if you know coming out and saying, "Hey, stop kneeling," you got to know that's going to go against the narrative of all the people who got you to who made you Jay Z. Yeah. Why do you do? Why do you do it if you're a billionaire? So I'm going to get into it then, because it feels like this is this is I should get into. Before it. you do, before uh, you do, before you do, let me story tell a bit first, because uh, I know where you're going to go. Okay. Is that all right with you? That all right with you, bro? No problem, my brother. Okay, so. What we have here is something called the 48 Laws of Power. And number two in the 48 Laws of Power is never trust your friends too much, okay? And that's what the 48 Laws of Power says. So I believe the 48 Laws of Power and the story that will be told here is a good illustration of what happens with Rockefeller. Give it a listen. Uh, listen closely, man, and I'll, I'll, I'll help it out some. Law 2 is titled, Never Put Too Much Trust in Friends. Learn How to Use Enemies. Be wary of friends. They'll betray you more quickly, for they are easily aroused to envy. They also become spoiled and tyrannical. But hire a former enemy, and he will be more loyal than a friend, because he has more to prove. In fact, you have more to fear from friends than from enemies. If you have no enemies, find a way to make them. The story we're going to look at takes place in the Byzantine Empire during the 9th century. A young man, Michael III, found himself at the throne of the Byzantine Empire. He was already declared co-ruler by his father, Theophilus, but his father would die while Michael was only two years old. His mother, Theodora, would be banished to a monastery, and Theoctikos, who was a leading official, was killed. He was a eunuch as declared by several historic texts, which means he had been castrated. No balls. But Bardas, who was Michael's uncle and leader of this conspiracy to rid Theodora of her throne and replace her with Michael, had accused him of wanting to marry her or one of her daughters. Michael was in a very precarious situation now. The man who had put him to the throne was his uncle Bardas, who was very intelligent, but he also conspired against his mother. He was inexperienced as a ruler, and everyone surrounding him had took part in the conspiracy. Michael decided to get counsel that he could trust, and what better than his best friend Basilius, also known as Basil I or the Macedonian. Basilius was head of the royal stables. He just tended to the horses and had no knowledge or experience in politics or the government. The way they met was that some years prior, Michael had visited the stables after a horse got loose, and Basilius, who was from a peasant family, basically saved his life. He was brave and strong. Those traits impressed Michael, who promoted Basilius from just being a horse trainer to head of the royal stables. Now, Jeannie Jean, you still walking with me now? Yes, sir. Let's do it. I like this Basilius okay. nigga. Okay, so let me try to do what I can do with this. So you got a cat named Michael. Michael is a prince, but his daddy died early. Yeah. Now, Michael's mother would normally assume the throne, but Michael's uncle, um, Barodicus, I think they call him right here, gets rid of his mom with some accusations, right? And Barodicus wants Michael to assume the throne. Now, 
Eradicus is, is a small cat and all of that. Everybody knows, and he's also head of the army. Uh, now, Michael, Michael knows, but Michael also knows that everybody, including, including his uncle, conspired to get rid of his mom so that he could assume the throne. You get it? Okay. Now, so far in the story, Michael's going along and they want him to have counsel. And of course, his uncle, with all his experience and being a smart dude, would be the normal dude to assume his counsel. But Michael knows, like, nigga, you fucked my mom off. All right? Right. Michael runs into this other cat named Basilius in his travels. This is a little peasant boy that work at the regular horse stables. But Michael, like, damn, you know, you a real nigga, uh, Basilius. You a real nigga. You know, Michael said, you a, you a real cat. I like you. I fuck with you. You know what? I'm gonna hire you to come to the to the to the to the empire and come take care of the the the, the horses there. Okay, that that's where we at in this story. So you got Michael with an uncle. Michael's a young prince. He confused. He don't know a lot. He's been assumed this throne. He has an uncle who's conspired to have him take the throne by getting rid of his mom. Now, Michael knows this. Now, Michael needs counsel, and he don't want to use his uncle, which everybody thinks he should use. Part two. He would always be showering him with gifts and doing him favors, sending him to the best school in Byzantium, and he became one of the elite. You could say Basilius owed him everything. Everyone surrounding Michael kept telling him to give the position to Bardas, who was far more qualified to handle it, but he didn't take heed to their words and, besides, he could just train Basilius for the job. He was right. Basilius learned quick and began advising Michael on all matters of the state, but Basilius had some expensive taste for someone who came from peasantry. There was no such thing as enough money for him, and after being exposed to the court life, he wanted more and more. And Michael granted it. He doubled, then tripled his salary, ennobled him, and married him to his own mistress. He knew that keeping his closest and most trustworthy friend satisfied was worth more than any money. Bardas was head of the army, and Basilius began to put whispers into the ears of Michael that Bardas was hopelessly ambitious. Bardas had started a conspiracy to successfully put Michael on the throne because he believed he could control his nephew. So who's to say that he wouldn't conspire against him now and take the throne for himself? Michael eventually agreed and had his uncle killed. During a horse race, Basilius would close in on Bardas in the crowd and stab him to death. Soon after asking Michael if he could replace Bardas as head of the army, that way he could oversee everything and make sure nobody was going to rebel against the emperor, and Michael granted it to him. From here, Basilius' power and wealth multiplied, but some years later Michael, who had his own expensive habits, he is the emperor after all, was under some financial troubles. He asked Basilius if he could pay back some of the money he let him borrow over the years, and Basilius refused. And that was when he realized he messed up big time. Basilius had more money, was head of the army and the senate, and had more power than the emperor himself. It wasn't even a month later that, after a night of drinking, Michael would wake up surrounded by soldiers with Basilius watching as they stabbed him to death. He would declare himself emperor immediately after, and then ride his horse through the streets with the head of Michael at the end of a long stick. Basilius would go on to be the founder of the Macedonian dynasty, one that lasted nearly 200 years, and during which the Byzantine reached its greatest expansion since the Muslim conquests hundreds of years prior. Michael largely overestimated and 
put the future of his empire on the gratitude he expected from Basilius. You could say Basilius owed everything he ever had to Michael, and you would be right, but even after that, he would get anything he requested. But he created an insatiable desire within Basilius, who forgot all the favors he received and began to believe that he earned all of this success on his own. Michael even had the chance to kill Basilius when he refused to give him money, but he just held out, believing that the old stable boy was somewhere inside this new man, and it cost him his life and kingdom. The media example that came to my mind is that of Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records, mainly his relationship with Dane Dash. <laughs> you know, um, give it up. Story time with heavy hand. Story time with heavy hand. I mean, Jeannie Jean. Now, just expand on the story, man. Did you did you did you follow it all the way through? I ask. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It was perfect, actually. I don't have to say much more. That's my whole point <laughs> as far as that goes. <laughs> Shit. I mean, yeah. so um, basically. You know, it was uncle who conspired to get rid of his family, young king. Uh, he needed counsel. He needed a, a right-hand hand. He was like, you know what? Fuck you, unk. You got rid of my family. I've met, you know, I got a homie over here. He a poor nigga, though. You know, I'm going to hire him on, send him to the best schools we got over here. You know, matter of fact, I'm going to bring him on as, as, as this, that, or the other. I'm going to double his patron. He out there wilding. Nigga, give my nigga more and more and more. You know, one day Basili came to Mike and said, you know what? Hey, you know your uncle, the one who put you on, you know, he actually did all this work to make sure you was the one because he felt he could control you because you was a sucker. And now and now he trying to, you know, he trying to take the throne. Let me put in that work. Let's get rid of him. Mike say, let's do it. Let's do it. This my homie. I don't trust my uncle. Horse race one day. Basilius run on a, run up on giving that work. Yeah. Uncle, head of the army. Head of the army. Lead the people. Basilius say, you know what, man? Let me go on and handle that, Mike. Just so we can make sure shit like this don't Years go by, and what do you know? I need some help from you. Some lost, you know, my my cachet in the people, and they look at you more than they look at me. You know, you know. Sometimes that can play the background too much. Let us, uh, uh, your assistant or whatever, handle too much out there in the field. Yeah. Word is around town, the assistant do more than you or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Can hear, man. Uh, all that to say, going back in the Jay Z dude, we have a we have a lot of fake, for lack of better term, like fake nigga tendencies. You know, the the, the break of Rockefeller was something that didn't go documented, didn't go known to public understanding wasn't you know was wasn't out there for us to consume right do you feel like it was out there gene no you have to look hard and and, and you have to understand a bunch of street nuances there, bro? that were going on yeah you got oh, me man. i don't know what happened here now 
Um, but yeah, I don't think it was out there for us like that. And um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the unknown. When you see these stories that are large in in cult in the culture, yeah. Oh, uh, see, I can't. I can't. Uh, so you can hear me, right, Gene? Yet, but um, I'm not sure what's going on there. But I think we're still live. I think we're still live, so I'm gonna keep rolling with this thing. Um, let me um, hold on, guys. I think we're still live. Hold on, I'm, I, I still got a thing going here. I got something going, and I'm not sure what's happening with Blog Talk, but we're getting some different things going on here. But um. The demise of Rockefeller, man. The demise of Rockefeller is something understated and that needs more more time spent taking a, a, a thorough look at what really happened and what has been the aftermath of the de- demise of Rockefeller. And I don't think it's for public consumption. I do not think it's for public consumption. But the deep dive tonight is on Jay-Z. And is Jay-Z cooning with his involvement with the NFL? I think that's a certain. There's no doubt about it. That Jay-Z is absolutely cooning when it comes to the NFL and his involvement. But after I got to that conclusion pretty quickly, it led me to think more, you know, and let me see what my man talking about here. I thought more. There we go. There we go. There we go. You back, Gene? What the hell? I can't hear you. Hold up. Hold on. Stay there. I don't know why the hell I can't hear you. Uh, Give us a second, guys. So, Gene, you hear me? Yeah, I got you. So, when I talk right here, do you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? So, I can't hear you through my laptop no more. Sure, why I can only hear you through my phone. Okay, well, I guess the host is gone. I'll keep the host on. Yeah. 
sound gonna come out on this. That's what it is. Okay, my bad. Okay, how's that? You hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, we on, we on, we on, we on. Okay, uh, where we left off? Where we left off? Um, well, you had a, a great uh, that that whole story was amazing. Um, we kind of I kind of lost what was going on afterwards, but I I know that I when it cut out, I was just saying, man. I, told the story perfectly, you know, and that's the, the, that's the picture that I saw for sure. Yeah, and that's in the 48 Laws of Power, number two. Um, and that's what I think happened with the demise of Rockefeller, man. And I don't think there's enough emphasis put on what the aftermath of that has been in the industry. And I don't think that knowledge is for public consumption. I just encourage everyone, and I don't. I actually don't have that for you today, y'all. I can't tell you. We haven't seen another clothing line from a rap conglomerate. They completely stopped saying, hey, big rapper, go ahead and get your whole crew, and let's make them all rich too, like they were doing with Nelly. Everybody had, like, uh, branches and olive vines of crews that other dudes who got rich. You know, right today, Rap is packaged, everybody's Uzi Vert, and here's how rap sounds. Yeah. Back then, you know, there, there, people were signing shoe deals. You know, that that's outside of rap. You know what they did to stop that, stop you from getting your, like, when 50 men was signing with Reebok and Baby and uh, Birdman, them had the Reebok, them in. This, this crazy money. Guess who got no money from that? The record company. You know how they stopped doing that? How they made sure that don't happen no more? They created 360 deals. 360. That, means, that means everything around your motherfucking ass. Yeah. Um, you know, what basically happened here, man, is you have you know a joint venture with Rockefeller and Def Jam. Def Jam executives, Lior Cohen, namingly, um, some would say picked on the weakest link. Weakest link being Jay-Z, not Dame Dash. Um, and had a large hand in the, the what we see today in hip-hop. You know, there's one Jay-Z and there's no other. Everyone else is a person having to do a show in some half-obscure room that they shouldn't be at. You know, rap, it used to be, and it took a lot of changes to get where it is. But I think who may have dropped the ball on what was a revolution at the time was Jay-Z in partnering with the corporation and not pushing his likeness and his presence and all that with the independent side. I think that was the crossroad in everything. It was like, who wins here? Do we still keep the power in corporate play? Or do can Rockefeller selling 
nearly a billion, seven hundred million dollars at one point in a, in in clothing, straight off of them, making movies, state property. You know, this was stuff under their majority production. They had majority shares of. Was this was this the crossroad? And in my estimation, it was. And the person I have to point out as the number one culprit to me is Jay-Z. And I think the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall the whole time. So what I want to play, what I want to play, and this is for public consumption out there on YouTube. A lot of people have heard this. But this is Dane Dash walking in on a meeting that he wasn't privy to at Def Jam about Jay-Z. Okay, and you can hear yeah. the, the the ownership in his voice and what he's trying to hold on to. But what he doesn't know is the person who called the meeting is Jay Z. I'm walking the meeting about Jay without me. How y'all having a meeting about Jay without me? Nope, not drugs right there. Nobody told me nothing. How come y'all having a morning meeting without Jay? Without, what about Jay? Without? I don't get it. It's ten thirty in the morning. Are you going to give me off? Please go get it. No, actually, I was just going to go to the restroom. Okay. Why are you leaving? I'm asking a question. She doesn't have an answer. So, this, this, well, this, I'm this, wondering this, which, this, which, which line of thought is it? What pattern is it? John McNeely and all of y'all that y'all have my biggest artist here and y'all in here? Y'all Def Jam staff is dealing with Jay's marketing without me. We were Please ready. explain that to me. It just seems treacherous. I don't get it. This is supposed to be a small meeting. So how y'all have any meetings about Jay without me? I don't understand that. Y'all don't, this Jay's not on Def Jam. Jay's on Rockefeller. Y'all not better than me. Y'all trying to make, I don't understand that. I want somebody to explain it to me. I ain't get no calls about nothing. And I'm not even trying to, y'all pull this shit. Y'all know what we going through? When we're pigs and all that, y'all gonna fuck around like Actually, this? Actually, we did, we, we did know about the big thing. I know y'all know about it. Y'all went to the fucking way. I want to know. I seen all of y'all yesterday. Why nobody told me about a market and playing about Jay-Z? This is not your fucking artist. Y'all don't do nothing for Jay-Z without me. What the fuck? That's why y'all trying to make this like, oh, that's also, are y'all the ones promoting me and him got a beat too? Because we don't. How y'all got a meeting about Jay without me? How y'all make any decisions about Jay without me? Huh, John? Damon, how are you going to have a problem with me? Because I'm asking you because you're here on Jay's behalf. I'm, I bet you Jay don't know I wasn't invited. I bet you that. And that's what he did know. Mm. That's what he did know. And this is Dane walking in. You know, when he say, hey, what about you, John? These are big-time record execs. When he's talking about Bogut Lior, this is one yeah. of the biggest Def Jam record execs. You know, and this is the dude who Dame calls a culture vulture. This is a dude who's born and raised in uh, Santa Fe Springs, right here up to 605 somewhere. Uh, probably some kind of Latin, you know, like. And Dame is like, why do we need him? Why are we answering to him? That's the question Dame kept asking that nobody else seemed to understand or had the balls to ever want to engage in. Why are we asking them about our shit? Why why are we letting him tell us when we should and how and no, that doesn't sound great. 
But look, man, uh, Dame continued to dig into their ass, and I just want to give y'all the privilege of letting y'all hear a nigga walk in a corporate boardroom where big shots are sitting and go fucking in. Let's go to part two. That's why I'm asking questions. Everybody looking dumb in the face. So what were we doing? What was we talking about in terms of today? Let me know. Another, 
but we can at least say this paints a pretty good picture on a, a, a type of man Jay-Z could be. So keep that in mind. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a, a take a take take a little take you back a little bit. Um, so for me, the Jay Z thing, it felt like perfect timing. And and if y'all know anything about me, I'm sure you guys hear heavy handed, you know, way more than me. But um, I, I I tend to uh, feel like there's a twist in media. Uh, so we can we can we can kind of talk about since we're in the hip hop realm with Jay Z and uh, his his, his uh, Rockefeller debacle, uh, I feel like things you know are in media and especially with rap music are staged. I feel like you know shit don't be what it really is because they figured out that. All of this shit is a movie to us. When they took Jay-Z away, when Jay-Z made that, that deal and he went that way, you know, I feel like um, that that was one thing, and that really happened. I think what that did for Jay-Z is it put him in the motion picture, uh, quote-unquote, life, where they built this monolithic creature in Jay-Z, and 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 they were able to make him seem almost untouchable and invincible and uh, above, you know, all things, a voice of the young black people. But uh, now that ain't where I'm hitting. I just want you to remember that's what they built him up as. Okay, um, Jay Z's life wasn't scandalous. He had a little thing with Shalange or some shit and Lemonade, but didn't have much of a scandalous life. You know, uh, start wearing glasses and got dreadlocks. I think Fifty kind of uh, made a made a made a comment to that that the nigga chain wanted that they wanted him to change his image. You know, they wanted him to be something different. So keep that. That's a whole nother show, but keep that. So I'm gonna take you back to when Will Smith made the movie Concussion. Now this movie has had a haul towards sorts of controversy around it, right? Um, the, I think it was the Academy Awards or the Oscars or whatever didn't want to nominate the shit. Jada Pinkett got on and one niggas to boycott shit. Uh, the whole world was talking about how terrible, uh, well, well, as far as we were told, everybody was concerned with how terrible uh, Will Smith's acting and accent was in the movie, all this kind of stuff. Now, that's cool, but the movie was about CTE. Now, I don't remember what CTE stands for, but this is some sort of uh, head trauma that I found in uh, football players from getting several concussions. All right, now, prior to this movie was able to come out with so much steam, um, little to, to us, we didn't know how big concussion shit was and how deeply it was affecting the the, uh, the NFL. You know, we didn't know about it too much until the movie came out. That's when the masses got it. But who had it prior to that was suburban white mothers. They had it. They knew that shit was causing that type of brain damage. So the NFL had a super-duper fucking problem. And them suburban white women, nigga, that shit was a problem. Okay? Now, Stick with me. 
movie hit. They tried to destroy the movie. Okay? Everything they could keep the focus Will Smith, but it didn't work. Uh, who, uh, Junior say I shot herself in the chest. Fucked it all up. Study my brain and shit is real. That was the NFL's narrative at the time. And we were all just beginning to get on board and start to question what the fuck's going on. Me as a parent of a, a, a at that time high school uh, football player and now college player, uh, you know, we were definitely worried. What the fuck? You know, these niggas are going crazy. And you start looking around and doing the math, yada, yada, yada. Big deal. Big deal. Huge deal. Uh, to all the football families, communities, you know, huge deal. To all the families and pop warners throughout the nation, huge deal. But the problem it was a huge deal to suburban white mothers in Texas and Utah and all them good old strong white states. Bam. So that was the narrative. That's what was happening. All of a sudden, now, this flag stuff was going on. It was all kind of stuff. Kaepernick, right? Kaepernick, Kaepernick. The whole story went from CTS and this shit fucking brains off to the point where cats want to shoot themselves in the chest to make sure you understand this is real what they're going through. That shit went away. It's Kaepernick. White-skinned nigga with a fro with a ton of money is protesting. Fuck's going on. So, that takes the country's mind off of, 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 of any, any damage to the children. Now, one of the, the best things you could do in America, and, and it's been proven here just recently, if, you, if, you, if, you know, if, you, if I said this thing five years ago, you may not have agreed, but especially living now, one of the best things to do in America is to incite some good old-fashioned black and white racism. Well, that's, that's you know, shit. That that's the goldie but goody. They playing our song. So when you bring that and then that's been oppressed pretty good now. It's been oppressed, you ain't able it's been a while since it could be some good old fuck niggers now. Been a while since these white people could stretch their arms and, and say what they feeling. You know? And that's what they got to do. And the internet, the T V, the YouTube, the everything's in an uproar. Colin motherfucking Kaepernick, okay? Meanwhile, CTS, CTE, not a thing. It's not even real anymore. You don't talk about it. I don't talk about it. Your grandma don't talk about it. ESPN ain't talking. No fucking body's talking about it. Nobody. It's gone. Nigga, the the person that's killed himself to make sure y'all do talk about it. And it don't go silently into the night. Kaepernick, it's gone. All right? Now, uh, this is huge. We got to keep this momentum. So, Nike does a dope deal with Kaepernick. It's sweet. Gets all the money. White people burning Nikes on TV. It's amazing. I, 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 I almost think, you know, this Trump, all of that shit had something. This was all good for all anybody who was trying to gain or do something with racism gained at that time. It did marvelous for the people who wanted to use racism to forward themselves, to put themselves in better positions. It did wonders. I won't get off into it and bring Trump, but you, you could you could think about it enough to, to at least 
be like, shit, maybe. And that's all I want. I just want you to think about it a little bit. So, bam. Kaepernick's got a deal. White people burning up shoes. We laughing at them. It's all good. Ain't nobody thinking about CTE. It's good. Now black viewership is kind of slipping. You know, the blacks is a little upset with the NFL. You know, you need them blacks to keep wanting to fucks with you. Right? We need them blacks. So, Copper Kaepernick get a little dough from the NFL. The NFL settles for an undisclosed amount. All right, blacks, look. We fucked up here. He he's right. He's right. We're gonna give him what what uh, some people say is forty million, others twenty, sixty. Nobody knows the damn number, but for some reason niggas are saying Kaepernick sold out. They don't even know the fucking number. I don't know, but I, I agree with Jay Z and, and and from the earlier quote that when the fuck did this become about Kaepernick's job? But that's a whole other thing. So Kaepernick's now good. He has the fat Nike contract. He got blessed with the with the. Uh, with the uh, NFL uh, uh, settlement, Kaepernick has more than likely made five to six times more money he was going to make in his career anyway, and he's not going to get CTE. (laughs) They spared him from that fucking possibility. Now, uh, brings me to Jay-Z. Brings me to Jay-Z, man. So now you you bring in (sighs) Jay-Z. Now he's supposed to he's young he's young Vito, voice of the young people. All right? Okay? If his life was a movie, the sequel would be the sequel. Do y'all know Jay like I know Jay? I don't know. But if you know Jay like I know Jay, Jay always felt he was the voice of the young people. So they feel like they got some credibility there. Two things. Here's two things, dog. Either it's gonna work and black people are gonna be purely sheep and jump on board with Jay Z. That's one. Or it's not going to work, and these motherfuckers going to be all mad, and it's going to be a Twitter uproar, and everybody's going to tune in to see what the fuck this nigga they hate is doing for the halftime show. Okay? So either way, this shit works. Now, you might say, damn, uh, Gene, that's intricate. Intricate uh, shit. Who would go through all that? That's far. All I have to say to you is this. The NFL, like my guy said, he said it's 32 billionaires, and this is a hobby. They're billionaires. They've made their money through so many other channels, a lot of them Hollywood, real estate, whatever the case may be. These are really, really rich guys, okay? They have access to motherfuckers. Now, there's a dude, I don't know who this guy is or his name, but he exists. You know why? He, I know he exists because I've seen this fucking movie. And it's a, amazing, okay? The movie, I don't know the guy's name, Avatar, okay? Now, Avatar is fucking amazing. From storyline to, to fucking uh, uh, audiovisual, this shit's amazing. It's a master fucking piece, you know? Now, it blows my mind. Now, maybe I'm a simple nigga. I don't know. But once you got a nigga in a wheelchair and his conscience. recently just seen Avatar because you keep fucking talking about Avatar. Yes. You you got his mind going into some blue shit's mind that gets blue pussy and prays over shit before she eat it. Dog, this shit's so complex. It's amazing. So these motherfuckers have access to these motherfuckers who know how to come up with complex-ass storylines and narratives that take you from beginning, middle, to end. And this is what this feels like to me. It feels like the NFL reached out 
their PR people knew, you know, reached out. They figured out a plan. They 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 did a risk assessment. How much we gonna lose? How much we gonna make? Versus blah 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 blah. And it was all Kaepernick. All you got to do is fucking kneel and stick with that. And fuck with that, and you're going to be straight. Nike's coming. In the end, we're going to dull you down. Just play your part, and you straight. Play this part straight. Done. So that, that and I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse, but that's my thoughts on the whole thing. Well, I like it. You know, that's the that's the opposing argument. So what, what old Gene is asking us to do here, y'all, NFL said, you know what, this risk of maddening the white women, the suburban white women who Chad and Zach and fucking Chandler and all them bring to the football practice, it costs us more to make them mad than it would to kick up some good old, you know, racial shit, you know. And so they, I guess they went to a drawing board and they all met and they said, you know what? America loves race, racism. Let's draw all the attention off this CTE because that really has the suburban white women and the, you know, that, that section of crowd uh, telling little, little Johnny he can't play. He, they don't want yeah. him to play anymore. Now, we can, I don't want to uh, understate that suburban white woman because that suburban white woman is the wife of the dad who takes little Johnny to the games and pays for all this shit. There okay? you go. she is. So, NFL, I mean, now what Gene's asking us to do here is say, the NFL said, you know what, guys? Shit. <sighs> Let's go back to the old handbook, 101. If ever in doubt, kick up some racism. Ever in doubt. Shit. Hey, OJ got off like with bastard. it. You stink. I hate your black skin. I hate your black pants. I hate black pepper. I hate black keys on the piano. I hate my gums because they black. I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> and most of all, I hate that black-ass Wesley Snipes. Guess it works every time, huh? Yeah. When didn't it work? That's all I'm saying. When don't it work? Hey, a damn good theory. And then Our president got that- on with it. I mean, I, I can't dismiss it. I can't dismiss it. But we, we did tackle what I think bigger narrative with that thought in mind was, you know, the demise of the, the the rap industry. And what I think needs more development, and we're not talking about that tonight. Right now we're diving on Jay-Z and his character. But I think Rockefeller was the last of that breed, the last of the state property, the last of the all those clothing lines that would come out inspired by a rapper, you know, and that was a deal outside of their 
uh, record label contract. Yeah, you know, yeah. the the record industry has gone through great lengths to make sure, you know, all this pirating, you know, basically you get everybody's album under one nine ninety nine subscription a month. Don't yeah. think the industry's trying to do us a favor. When has that ever happened? They're charging us a thousand fucking dollars for iPhone. Okay? Yeah. They're not doing us no favors. So they're doing that to take to cut the legs of the artist. You know, these dudes were selling double digit platinum. Man, right now these dudes are struggling to go one platinum and that's the biggest artist. You yeah. know what I mean? So because how do you buy an album? But you gotta go to iTunes? Like how would it do with that how would you you got an Android, how do you buy an album? I have Spotify. I, I don't know what details about that. You feel me? So, but man, and and I give a lot of that, a lot of that responsibility on the demise of all that, because to me that was the cross world where we could have seen a whole new, it would have been a different horizon right now. It would have been different people in place, and it seemed to me like Dame was trying to fight to stay independent, and, and Jay Z basically saying, hey. I'll give you guys my half. You guys can buy those guys out. They uh, Def Jam just basically cut Dame a check, cut Biggs a check, and said, uh, "See you guys later. We got all this shit." And yeah. Jay went on to become went on to become the president of Def Jam and all this shit. And, and he's gone on to marry Beyonce and have all the things you need to do to stay relevant. You know, there's no rappers from the early 2000s that ain't married a famous wife. You know, Kanye's with Kim Kardashian for a reason. You can't stay relevant in this thing without it. But it's a shady game, man, shady game. But we do got some character witnesses, and I want to play these few character witnesses before we start to wrap this thing up. It's what DMX had to say about Jay. And now, believe me, they got a long path going, uh, going through through the ranks in Brooklyn, around the same age. You know, uh, X was well-known in, in them parts of town. You know, a guy with his, you know, style and personality, you know that's a guy you don't know is around. So uh, X give you a little talk about it. I'll say what I mean. Me and Jay had a battle. I got his ass. I got his ass before I got signed Got in his ass, and this, 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 this niggas was there. You know, niggas know. Then in the pool hall, in the Bronx. You know, you know. Sure. I, I, I fucked with him after that, and had respect for him after that, until he became the president of Def Jam. And I ain't gonna say too much more about it. But you know what it is. There's a difference between doing wrong and being wrong. There's a difference between doing wrong and being wrong. And at one point, you were being wrong. Right? Yeah, 
That's, that's yeah. what X had to say. You know, yeah. ain't ain't no homie love. You know, ain't ain't no love. It's all business. Didn't yeah. yeah. um, And imagine imagine the meeting that he realized that. You know, imagine. And that's the cold thing about it because he probably felt like looking at what Rockefeller was attempting to do and what seemingly Jay Z was attempting to do. The, the, his thought process might have been on like, yeah, my nigga have to make a move to get to the big seat so he can really push that line. It feels like that's what uh, X was feeling. Just imagine that meeting. He going in feeling like, now my nigga's on now. We on. Fuck mm-hmm. y'all and y'all shady deals. And, mm-hmm. you know, Jake seemed to come with even something worse than they was willing to do with a straight face. Yep. And that's the narrative. You know, yeah. X said he didn't do nothing at Def Jam after that. That's when he got out of Def Jam. And uh <clears throat> it's unfortunate man and you know, they, they, they you know, kinda like the the house nigga kinda to be ahead of all the other niggas. Yeah, you know, yeah. make sure you make sure you keep them one. down. There can only be one, man. And you know, and it feels like, hey, you wanna be the one? Because there can only yeah. be one, but you can be the one, though. You know, you don't got to yeah. compete with nobody. Who the fuck Jay-Z competing with? Nobody. Not so. And how the hell he get there like that? This nigga ain't He's never a great rapper, had a mustache. Don't get uh, you know, this nigga ain't never had no facial hair, man. You can't really fuck with a nigga with no goddamn, you know, uh, fucking Nas pointed it out, you know. Well, I think you missed the part. Now he had they had a super era, man. Let me just let me just Stinking in that trophy case. 
Now, while we talking character, the next man I have up, you know, I have queued up to give some character witness. You have to do this. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. You got to do yeah. it. Man, look. Yeah. We got Beanie Siegel, and he going to give when I When I heard this, Gene, it, it, it shocked me because this is something we didn't know, and it's going to fuck you up. Give this a listen. It's been something in my chest since I sat in front of the courtroom when Jay-Z came to court, and I had a bell hearing, and this was in the Philadelphia Daily News the next day. They asked him at the stand, if we release Beanie Siegel today to continue to go on tour, you know what I mean, and the man of the statue as you are, are you willing to be responsible for his whereabouts? He said no. No, man. So if he was, you know what I mean, my man, yeah, I'm being responsible. Get my man out that jail. They cuffed me and took me back in my cell. Well, this is things of public well, yeah, record. What year was this? When I first got, this was when I was going to trial for that. I don't know. It was around 2002, 2003. It's in the art. It's in the archive. Siegel Bell hearings denied. The Philadelphia Inquirer. You know, niggas in the jail calling down my cell. What's up with your man? There you have it. Now, now, yeah. did you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, but, uh, so again, I, like I said before, I think you painted a, a, a beautiful picture of, of, you know, an option. You know, we can't say for sure Jay-Z's this guy, but there's a, an option for him to be, you know, have this character, and, and and the evidence gets stronger and stronger, and uh, and, and I think that I think it's important to, to note that um, here on the west side of things, I don't know like about the south, but it seems like New York, and maybe it's because it's their guy, but it's like they embrace Jay Z in a way of reverence that we can never understand. You know, we love the dog, we love Cube, you know, we love our niggas, love Pac. I'm probably one of the, the last of the dying breed who still got a good, hefty, you know, good love for Pac still. But, dog, you don't get to be like our king. On, you know, like you don't get to be just the the, the, the guy, you know. Um, this tells that Charlemagne didn't been fired saying shit about Jay-Z. Like, you could lose your job. Like, the, you know, I don't know if he's, like, mad or what and, that nigga got that kind of influence, but it, 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 it suggests to me that he sit in those circles where, you know, he got that because he, he in that meeting, you know. And, uh, yeah, so that, that shit, just like Dame said, shit treacherous. I don't know if it's true, but I also heard that Dame Dash works for Jay-Z now in some regard. I don't know. But, you know, the whole shit's ugly. Them cats were trying to make... Um, I like one of the, the references of the stories Dame Dash tells about uh, uh, Armadale, you know, and this was the vodka. They, uh, they uh, you know, came out with themselves, and this is coming off the heels of them going to, I guess, maybe Versace or somebody like, hey, you know, your, your, your stock rose, whatever percentage, since we start saying your name in the song, you know, give us a clothing line or kick us back some, what's good, let's make a deal, and and it couldn't, it might not be Versace, I'm just using because they're that type of name. And um, Versace kind of said, fuck off, you niggas, I ain't getting shit, whatever. And this prompted uh, Dame and Biggs and, and 
quote uh, Jay Z to to venture out on some things on their own, and that's where you get the Rocco Fair clothing. And, and one of the one I'm speaking about is the Armadale. And so, uh, you know, he 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 says to Jay Z, you know, Jay Z goes out and does like a a cabassier a or it was another vodka. I don't know if it was Smirnoff or some other kind of popular vodka. Jay-Z does an ad campaign for them and obviously doesn't tell Biggs and, and uh, Dame. And so they get at Jay like, man, what the fuck? How are you doing an ad for them? Nigga, we sell vodka. What the fuck is that about? And I think that was, and this was prior to the, the meeting that Jay, that Dame stormed. I think that was, uh, a huge indication of Jay-Z's character. And I think stuff like that, you know, is, is what you have to be willing to understand niggas is about that, you know, niggas, they, somebody, somebody want to get a big check. Everybody don't want to work for it. They don't want to be cutting edge. Everybody doesn't want to, to be the revolution. Some guys, they want to be master's puppet. They want to be the pet, you know, and and that's just I think that that in my mind sums up Jay Z. Yeah, definitely well said, man. And I, you know, I, I now I had smoked tonight, you know. Now and I, and I want to piggyback off what you said about how regional, and we've talked about how regional some of the the rappers that we think are on the rap Mount Rushmore. Is I think I've come to the conclusion that it's very regional in opinion. <clears throat> Us on the West Coast, you're gonna hear a lot of people on the West Coast, especially Cali, especially Southern Cali. They gonna say Snoop Dogg's shit a top ten rapper all time. Now, dude on the now dude on the East Coast is gonna laugh you out the motherfucking building while telling you Jay Z is number one, better than Pac, all of that. And you'll even have an East Coast dude, not all. But some will go on to tell you that Pac is baby whack. Pac trash. You know, some will go on to tell you that. But what I will say about my East Coast cats, and I, you know, and I was expecting my boy Janelle to call in tonight, but you can't tell them niggas. If you mention something about Jay, man, they just tell them that. No! Oh, shit! Say it again! Say something else! Oh! Say something else! Say something else, nigga! Man, I had so much smoke. My uh, my boy for Janelle. Now this half this show we queued up for him through a um, a group text, a group thread we had going with a few friends. And he's a East Coast. He's a, he's in New York Central. I believe it is. And uh, he's just telling me how we got to give Jay time. And I'm like, you New York cats, is fucking stands for this man. And he like, uh, you know, we having a back and forth, and I just had smoke. Free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey. I had shit ready for you, Janelle. I know you're going to listen. You said you was, uh, the nigga text right before I said we going live. Talking about, uh, oh, okay, I'm calling in. He knew I had smoke for his ass. Nigga, I was ready for you. At 12, 15. Yeah, it was 12, 15. I got, if I'm not mistaken, it was and you see now, you done fucked up, you know that thing. I see what I'm saying. I, no, I, I thought... No, so, you know what I'm saying? You done I, fucked up now, you know that, don't you? Yeah. I, no, you done fucked up, don't you? I, no, don't you? <laughs> 
No, you don't fuck with Without the tape, they had nothing. I wanted smoke, nigga. You knew you fucked up. You called into this motherfucker. You didn't know you fucked up. Because I had a gang of smoke. But, who's the last character witness me? Um, Dame, this is the most recent review. Dame, you know, and uh, we're just at powering on at this point. But I just like to give shit context. And, you know, why not, man? I mean, I feel like it's apparent. I mean, everybody knows Jane shit. Like that, everyone knows that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but does that like, surprise you at all? Because that seems particularly shady. Listen, if you ask anyone in the industry, it's a common knowledge that Jay ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, fine ain't shit for our audience. He, he's about the bag. You right. know, we all know that. It's about he's self-preserving. Period. Like, you know, it's just that the people he does it to don't have like Beyonce next to him. They don't have that kind of a power. But you know, this dude here. Everyone's looking. Mm. So I just think he kind of like, you know, like he used to do that shit. Like, he's like, it's not even like a a, a secret. You know, he'd do that shit to me with girls. Like, you know, he'll be like, you know, I'll be talking to a chick and I'll be like, yo, you should ask me to do this, that, and the third. And he'd be like, I wouldn't do it. And then the next day he's (laughs) wifed her. And I'd be like, oh, that's some funny shit. Right. You know, you know what you're dealing with when you deal with Jay. You know, Jermaine Dupree, I I feel like, you know, I'm getting, for me to talk, it, 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 it's hard because I can't completely be objective, but it's the news of today. Mm. But I just think if you look under the hood, all the answers. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I felt like that was a little shot that me was trying to. <laughs> oh, that's good. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. The cold, cold game, my brother. What it is to be young, black, or famous. But I don't want to get lost in the mix here, guys, because there's a moral to this story. I believe, and I'm willing to be proven wrong. More than this NFL bullshit, we know Jay-Z's a paid hitman there. Man paid to hire. Um, Just a puppet. But he did have a chance to Go rage against the machine, so to speak, with Rockefeller and all the power they assumed and the handle they had on the culture. Judas. He didn't. He did not have to conform to corporation. He they, they, he could have just seen what it did over there. Sure, Jay said there's there's you know you'll hear a Memphis Bleak interview and people say Jay just felt like um, Dame was just getting full of himself. And he was just, you know, he was wilding out of control. And he could see the demise coming. You know, Dane was starting to diversify too much, starting too many companies, just willing too much. Spending Robin Peter to pay Paul is what I've heard some interviews, and I don't want to dismiss those things said. And this is some why some people say are reasons why Jay did what he did. Now, if you're a shrewd, crude businessman, which Dane just said he is, which DMX said he is, you know, hey, it's business with that guy. There's no soul behind it. Dane said it's about the bag with him. Everybody know that. He ain't shit. He don't say he ain't shit as far as, you know, a man. A person said he ain't shit as far as, like, you know, fucking with your people like that. Yeah. It's a corporate man. Now, I don't know, man. Um, 
I just feel like to me that that's where I'm saddened and that's where I, you know, where I don't fuck with them and never will because <clears throat> you guys have to wait. You know, more than FUBU, whatever the hell happened with FUBU. Whatever, you know, Rockefeller had had a, a that shit was damn near high high fucking branding. You know, that was out of niggas price range at a time. And that just speaks to the level they had that shit at. And they I feel like they had enough leverage in the game to hold on to it right there and obviously and clearly Dame was fighting for that. And Dame going on to say that man, I was trying to put everybody on. Look how many people I made rich. You know, Benny Siegel got rich. Benny Siegel was able to make Freeway rich. Freeway made PD Crack rich. He made Eskimo yeah. Sparks rich. He made the Chris and Neef rich. You know, and Bleak was rich. Everybody got rich. This is what we're trying to do. Uh, Cam had his whole section, and the diplomats got rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was all on the same tree. Kanye came out the same tree. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Jake, um, that is and that's and that to me as well. Ball was dropped and shit to this day. We'll never see a recovery because the game recognized the game and said, Oh, you know, every now and then uh, always look at it as jail inmates. You know, is an inmate right now know how to create fire out of goddamn a bunk bed, the fucking metal and the cotton on, on in the bunk, somehow, some way. So the key is to keep ahead of the, the jail before they figure it out, you know. And they and they had and they had that. They was ahead of what the industry knew how to corral. But since they didn't run with the baton at that time, the industry said, "Oh shit, let's make sure another Dame Dash and Jay Z can ever happen. Let's not let's get these three dick sixty deals so they can't go out there and assume." more wealth than we can provide them making deals outside of record making. Right. You know what I mean? So, man, yeah, I'm ranting. I'm ranting, yeah. but I was loaded up for another nigga, and that nigga, nigga didn't call in tonight. Janelle did some sucker shit. Well, shit. I think, I think, uh, I think we can slam the gavel on that boy, Jay-Z, man, and hope that someday he'll be a better man. I, I always think, though, no, no, like, I mean, this, we got a lot of kind of information about Jay-Z, and he got a lot of people talking about it, and people close to him, you know, kind of saying the same things. Um, but I always wonder about, you know, men of history that were, you know, deemed to be good or bad, you know, and, and, and something inside me feels like they, they, when they become history, they become whatever the person writing the history down says they are. And, um, and not to get into too much of a tangent, but I, I believe, you know, history may not re- re- record that Jay-Z was, you know, a foul, soulless black dude. I think it will record that he was a bootstraps up American that would, you know, pulled himself up and became, you know, a powerhouse and influence of the black culture and brought us into the the, the century and into the, the uh the corporate uh, era and so 
shoulders how to, you know, stand on stage with Warren Buffett and, you know, if they're with the, the likes of, of Barack Obama, if they allow him to get in. I just think that they're going to paint a picture of Jay-Z um, as, as a hero, man, and it's sad to me. It's absolutely sad to me. That's all I got, bro, bro. That nigga said a hero. Well, what can we say, man? I mean, it was definitely an era. Um, us being 37-year-old gentlemen, that would be years, say, 90. Let's just say the hottest years, 99 through 2003 or so. You know, was nothing but rock aware if you could afford it. Um, you know, fitted button-ups, he changed it. He smoothed the game out. You know, it was change clothes. And uh, and that's when we had that stupid ass style, you know, fitted on with a full button up, colorful button up, like long sleeves, and uh, because that's what, that's what Jimmy did in that video, and that was that. So, but man, they 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 had a one of the most glorious runs in hip hop history. I highly doubt there'll be another where you have this empowered. Uh, independent rap label CEO, uh, Master P style, uh, Dame Dash style, P Diddy style, dancing and doing all the things they do. I mean, to see, they don't even have those anymore. Those are something of the past. That dancing CEO, that front yeah. camera CEO, that 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 don't, yeah. that don't even exist no more. You know, know. they buy you a little. I buy your little dumbass company out before you get anything off the ground and give these fools uh, the, the fifty thousand. Uh, buy see little CEO guy, you know what yeah. I mean? And, or they they still kill you when you start to create a little movement. They still will make sure you die in the streets. That ain't done either. You know, yeah. I mean, and I, I guess I'm just conspiracy guy tonight, because shit, you know, I mean, Nipsey, it's, I don't know, dog, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, that shit's a, it's a cold game, man, and, and they, they figured out, like you said, man, they, they, they needed to figure out how to keep cutting the, the right size check, you know, as long as, you know, they can get a piece of all of the money, then they can control the artists and control, you know, the, 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 the music and, and how it's made and package it perfectly to be retarded as fuck and everything they want from it you know and then you know you can't make a bunch of other black people rich you know that's that's not the, that's, that's not what you're capable of you know you're not capable of putting the homies on there's no 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 like you said saint lunatics those guys don't get rich you know never they, they don't they don't they don't they, they let you pay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's all of that. I'm sure I know that I can keep going, but uh, shout out to Jay Z. You know, he's the one. And I hope the shit worth it. He's got a beautiful family. You know, fucking kid is named Ivy. I think that's cool. Uh, you know, he's doing, he 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 he. Pay, but but it's the crazy thing about it. And, and I don't I don't know. It, it should go too too deep. I just I just I, I just want black people. Like, just how, you know, a while ago, we were kind of talking about black people just automatically being Democrats and just ain't Republicans. It don't matter. And, and most of us know that 
morally we line up closer to Republicans. Not saying that's why we should be or shouldn't, but it you know it just seems like we just kind of go with things and and to just kind of have gone with Jay Z and his fucking Satanist bullshit and I think you know we partly to blame why these motherfuckers think that he can do this NFL shit and get away with it. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They maybe they took a shot. They said maybe they fucking love him. You know, they'll just follow him blindless, blindless. You know, like a sheep. You know, and but I think the backlash has been more to the discredit of old Jigga. You know, niggas ain't like uh, you know. I'm still riding with whatever you know. Hove talking about no motherfuckers is like. Uh, no, Hov, you looking like you cooning on this one? You know that's that's what I'm I'm picking up from around the shit. So, but I, I gotta say in closing, bro, you know it's definitely a fucking era, and an era that I enjoyed, the era that kind of changed the game. You know, Jay, you know the, the his struggle, his rise to the rankings had to do with him being a different. Type rapper than you know you had Wu Tang you had Biggie you had Snoop and Pac and all these and this was the only dude talk rapping about being fresh and fly and all that kind of shit and just and so that was the hard take on him while everybody was taking on the thug and the and you had De La Soul with the, the, the self conscious shit or you had one or the other here was this dude in the middle of all this shit with just know I'm fly and I'm you know and you know so you know I, I respect the game but at the end of the day man I think for the crew we gotta give them a good big old I don't fuck with you are you alright with that yeah, he can get yeah. that. He can get one more. Give him one for me, player. I don't, I don't fuck with you. you. <laughs> Got to, brother. Got to. But, uh, yeah, Jeannie Jean, man, let's go into concluding, man. Thank you for riding out with your boy. Uh, we were supposed to have my New York cat, Janelle, on tonight, but uh, he know he ducked that smoke. I had it loaded up for him. But, uh, you know. He knew it was too much smoke for him to handle. But um, until next time, everybody, Relatively Black and Fat Podcast, we out of here.